Molly's here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are gonna be friends, yes I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Give it the official title. Hey, uh, welcome to another summer mini episode of uh, what I guess we're calling Summer S'mores with uh, Conan and the Chill Chums. Yes! We, we came up with that title because I think we were kidding around and decided it was the worst title possible <laughs> and now it's the actual title yeah. of the podcast. Uh, these are just little fun mini episodes. I don't know, try and brighten up your summer a little bit. And uh, we hope you enjoy what's going on. I'm I'm enjoying doing these. It's it's fun. I'm having a good time. Uh, Gorley, how are you doing? It's nice to see you guys here as a chill chum, as a registered member of the chill chums. It's good to <laughs> yeah. You're check a chill in. chum now. Yeah. Now, Sona, I understand you're not feeling 100 percent. Oh, what's I'm a on? mess. I'm an absolute mess. What happened last night? You know, you. I was talking to you. Know them. I was talking to Erica, Lindsay, and Megan. Three of my really good. Pals, we were talking on this app called House Party where you play games and we decided we'd do trivia and every time you got an answer wrong, you would take a drink and I haven't been drinking pretty much at all this whole time. And I was like, I'm going to make a screwdriver and drink it every time I get an answer wrong. And then we purposely was were doing trivia that was really hard to answer and I got absolutely wasted last night. And uh, this morning I woke up on vodka on vodka. And I got really drunk. And then this morning I woke up, I was hungover, and then I had coffee, which I don't drink. So I'm a mixture of being hungover and I'm shaking and I am sweating and I have shortness of breath and I want to go vomit, honestly. Um, How's everyone everyone enjoying the podcast so far? (laughs) What a nice, cool summer break, as Sona describes... Uh, the nausea that accompanies <laughs> being hungover. Can we do anything for you right now? Are you are you hydrating? You got to hydrate. Yeah, like I got a whole giant bottle of water, but it's. I just. Mm-hmm. I used to get crunk all the time, and I just stopped for a really long time. And I. It was a feeling last night where I was like, "This is strange yet very familiar. I don't miss this." And uh, yeah, I feel like garbage. But let's let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> no, you uh, used to tear it up in the day. Yeah, I did. You know, you were you partied hard uh-huh. for many of the years that we've worked together. I've seen you party very, very. Yeah. Hard. You took no prisoners. Uh, you, the Sona of old. You have now. Uh, you're a, a married woman, a responsible member of the Altadena community. Ugh. But back in the day, you were out of control. Yeah, I was. I was. I was. I had fun. You, I feel like you had uh, you had contempt for me sometimes when I would have a good time. I was resentful. Yeah. I was resentful yeah. that you were having so much fun. I was never allowed to have fun. Even when you were an adult and you could make your own decisions? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what's funny? Uh, no, I did not allow myself too much of that. I, uh, I, I was a man on a mission. I knew that I had to one day wait for podcasts to be invented and then have one. And I had to work furiously behind the scenes to get myself in the correct position. That's been, uh, that's my whole life. Well, mission accomplished. Now you can chill. <laughs> you think so, but no. Now I'm just looking around thinking, how could it be better? Oh, hmm. man. 
It can't be better. You're doing a podcast called Summer S'mores and the Chill Chums. Yeah. That's like, that's peak podcasting. He'll say it's Summer S'mores with Conan and the Chill Chums. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the actual name of it. Yeah. yeah. I think you two are the chill chums. We are the chill chums. Right. Yeah. I don't want to be a chill chum. Yeah, you do. I'm a grown man. No, you want to be a chill chum. You're just angry you can't be a chill chum. It's pretty good over there. I did. I will admit, Sona, that there was a period of time where I resented you when you were having so much fun all the time and just, you know, uh, just enjoying everything in life. And uh, I didn't understand how you did. I didn't understand how someone could have that much enjoyment. Uh, And so uh, it's good. This is therapeutic. Okay. I I see now why... uh, I spent so much time loathing. Oh, that's good. It's I didn't know you loathed really? me, but that's a <laughs> fun new thing that I learned today. Um, loathe and love are both similar sounding words. Uh, I think they can be part of the same. Uh, no. Uh, chest, chestnut. No. What? 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 Okay. All this has to. It's come so out. stupid. No. We should just not talk about me being hungover at all. I mean. It's hungover, soft G. Hungover. I no a soft G would be hungover. Yeah. Okay. Well, how about a silent All, G? Every time you correct me with my G's, it infuriates me. It's hungover. You There's a hung- G in it, and I'm pronouncing the G hung- in it. Hungover. 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 I can't do this. <laughs> hungover. And you know what? You are hungover, and I'm badgering you about the way you're pronouncing hungover, yeah. and it's making you probably feel more hungover. Isn't that clever? Hello? Anybody there? Where she are we? left. She crawled out the window. Let's talk about, you know, the point of these episodes, these Yeah, episodes, what is the point? <laughs> Chill chums! Summer, <laughs> summer memories. Ah, uh, memories of summer. We all have them. <laughs> I have a funny memory. You want to hear my funny memory? It sounds like you're just killing time. <laughs> Well, for a podcast that doesn't even need to happen. I know. <laughs> Badgered into a, a podcast that officially doesn't need to exist, and I'm killing time. Uh, I was headed off to camp. I went to camp for a bunch of summers, and I would go uh, to Freedom, New Hampshire for a couple of years. And then uh, I went to one that was in Maine because my brother Luke wanted to try that camp. So I went there. That had more of a, I'm going to say, a military flair to it. We had to wear uniforms. What? Yeah. And it, and I, I went from being in this incredibly like, yeah, you just wear cutoff shorts camp, which was Craig and Mountain Farm. And then I was sent to this other camp. And I didn't even know this was the deal. I just sort of got talked into it by my brother, Luke. And I went there and uh, I only went there one summer because I it was mandatory that you had to wear these pants that I swear to God looked like we were uh, cadets. Are you sure you weren't just in the ROTC? What, what was it called? There was a lot of drilling with rifles. And <laughs> Taps. <laughs> uh, we did attack uh, several villages. No, we were, we wore, there was a the gray pants with a stripe down the side. What? I'll never forget that. Yes. And I was, I remember just being like, what? What is this? And they said, here's your uniform. I was like, uniform? So I was not cool with that. But here's the point of this story. Just before I went to camp, my mother said, Oh, you're going to need a belt buckle because I think my belt buckle broke or I lost it. So she said, here, I bought you a belt buckle and it was a belt buckle that was a Levi Strauss belt buckle, like, you know, and it was really big. 
It was a big rectangle that was a big piece of metal that was a rectangle. And it said Levi Strauss and Company. And it had like their logo on it. And she gave it to me as I was like getting on the bus to go up to this camp. <laughs> so I just took it with me and I put it on. And I was at a, we had to go to a dance one night and I was embarrassed by this big belt buckle, but I, I needed to wear a belt because the pants didn't fit. I was super skinny. So I was wearing this giant belt buckle and this kid was from another camp was bullying a friend of mine. And I thought, oh, I better go over there and see if I can help out. So I went over there and I said, hey, to this kid, why don't you leave him alone? And the kid was like, why don't you mind your own business? And I said, oh, it's just, he's my friend. You should probably leave him alone. He said, hey man, mind your own business. And he punched <gasps> me in the stomach <gasps> and hit the belt. Oh, oh. shit. And doubled over, like, ah, fuck, fuck. And he doubled over. And people were looking at me like, Jesus, who's that kid? <laughs> and he just hit the, hit the belt buckle. I didn't do anything. I'm a terrible fighter. I've never been a fighter. I can't fight for, you know. But he hit the belt buckle and went, ah, fuck. And people were like, what? And suddenly there was like, you hear about that guy over there? Old Iron Gut O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. I think that was really nice of you to stick up for that kid. I remembered, you know, I was not a, I don't think I'm a, I was a brave person particularly or anything. I just remembered in that moment thinking I should stick up for this kid. So what happened to you? Because you're all bully now. Yeah. How did the roles change? Yeah. Well, the boy who's bullied becomes the bully. And uh, so the minute that bully hit me, I knew, ah, I can either do two things. I could go through life wearing a giant belt buckle or I myself could be the one throwing fists mm. around. Mm. I decided on the latter course. That's good. And that made me the horrible man that I am today. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was cool. You should tell your mom that that happened. Nah. No. Yeah, why would you? I don't want to encourage her too much. <laughs> uh, you know, encourage her. She'd be like, which one are you? <laughs> I'd say I'm the third one. The one with the red hair. Oh, yes, yes. She literally would do the thing. There were so many of us that when she would get mad, she would run through the Rolodex of all the names. <laughs> to, she would. She'd be really mad. She'd be like, Neil, Luke, Justin, Conan. She'd finally come up with me. I'm surprised she didn't just start rattling off presidents, too. You know, Garfield, Harding, Pierce, Conan. Just ridiculous. We had a president named Pierce? Yes, we did. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and guess what, Sona? He was only three presidents ago. Oh. It was Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan was president from 1988 to 1992. He quit the presidency to do Goldeneye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, by the way, is the best reason to leave the president. I mean, I'm all for it. I resign. Wouldn't that be great if Nixon resigned because he was taking a movie role? <laughs> I, I wish to announce that I, effective noon today, I am resigning the presidency of the United States so that I can star in Herbie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how much better the world would have been in every way if that happened. It's a, it's a Disney vehicle. Uh, it's going to be available uh, in about six months. It'll be uh, in theaters nationwide. <laughs> Uh, so I'll be leaving now with my wife, Pat. 
and uh, Ford will become president <laughs> so that I can start learning my part uh, as Chad in Herbie and the Love. I would love that. I would, love that. If, I would love to see him act. Different if, if there are, you know the way they always posit that there are different, uh, yeah, wouldn't it be great? There was, I remember Robert Smigel and I, when we were writers at Saturday Night Live, it was after Reagan had his second term was up and he left. And I don't know if anybody remembers this, but there was these brief rumors. Uh, it's before, you know, it was like two years or so or three years before it was revealed that, that, uh, that Reagan was, was, was ill um, and, and, you know, had dementia. And, and there was this period of time where he resigned. He, he was very popular and he left the presidency. And there was like a, a two or three year period where people were speculating that Reagan might return to film. Does anybody remember no. that? I remember there no. were a little, and I was a writer at Star Not Live and Robert and I started speculating about what if he took a part, you know, and he was just so revered, but what if Reagan took a part like in, so he leaves the presidency in uh, 88. And what if like he came out in a movie in 1989, but <laughs> he just, took a role that was way beneath him. <laughs> and it was like, he's this like cowardly drug addict. <laughs> and we were just imagining Reagan like on the phone, you know, saying like ratting out some people in a really cowardly way. And he's like in a phone booth saying like, that's right, that's right. Yes, yes, well, yeah, well, well that's the way. Yes, you make sure those are the ones that did it. And uh, don't use my name. Don't use my name. And just then you see shadows fall over him because the mob is caught up with him and he's like oh god don't kill me oh god <laughs> and he's begging for his life in a cowardly unseemly way he's the guy the hard-boiled detective goes to slap around and get street information yeah. from right yes and then they beat they beat the shit out of reagan and they're like hitting him with trash cans and stuff and then you know it's and it's this role where you're like why ronald reagan why did you take that part I don't, I don't know. I shouldn't have, you know. I needed the SAG insurance. <laughs> <laughs> he just took a part without really reading it. And it's just, and then instead of using a body double, they're really kicking the shit out of him. <laughs> oh my God. Effective noon today, I resign the presidency so that I can join Ronald Reagan in the Disney production of Return to Witch Mountain. <laughs> Ford will now become president <laughs> as Reagan and I embark on our journey. <laughs> I just am fantasizing about all the roles Nixon could resign oh the presidency God. for. <laughs> so Pierce. So you didn't know there was a, yeah, there was a president Pierce. Yeah. Should I have known him? Eh, nah. You can let him go. You know, Did you know him, Boris? You can let Pierce go. I knew the name. I don't know anything about him. Franklin Pierce, right? Yep. Franklin Pierce. Oh, yep. cool. When was that? Uh, wow. Jeez, when's Franklin Pierce? He's he's one of those nondescript. What is Franklin? Franklin Pierce is uh, 19th century. Uh, I'm going to say early to mid 19th century. I'm going to guess, what is he, 1830s? 
18... Franklin 18. Pierce was the 14th president of the United States. This is all off the top of my head, by the way. Oh. A Northern Democrat <laughs> who saw the abolitionist movement as a fundamental threat to the unity of the nation. Oh, sounds like a great guy. Great guy. Yeah. That's why we don't remember his name. Yeah. He's probably best. You know what's wrong with this country? Abolitionism. <laughs> That's the problem with America. Jesus. And I'm going to stake my name on it. <laughs> and then resign uh, to go be in birth of a nation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. I, Franklin Pierce, resigned the presidency. Why does my Franklin Pierce sound like <laughs> I don't know. I, Franklin Pierce, <laughs> resigned the presidency. Do you know that I did, my first play I was ever in was in the theater that Nixon did his first and only play where he met Pat Nixon. Oh, Whittier. Whittier. That's right. It was a production of Rent, wasn't it? <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if it was this incredibly progressive play? <laughs> Angels in America. Dealing, yeah. Hair. You know, hair, yeah, he's just, nude. He's nude yeah, at the end with Pat. <laughs> All we need is hair. Long, beautiful hair. This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Today, I am resigning the presidency, effective at noon, so that I may leave my position as commander in chief. And join a production, a traveling production. <laughs> Not even of the hair. Broadway production. <laughs> Regional. Theater. I have to learn the lyrics and uh, the choreography to Age of Aquarius. I will be nude in this production. Uh, I, been my friend Billy Graham is advised against it, but I feel that this is my truth, and I need to live it. Uh, so I'm going to go have a toke, and then. And my old lady and I are going to bag it. <laughs> and I'll see you out there. I'm going to let little Dick flapping the breeze. Oh little Dick Nixon flapping the breeze as I sing the Age of Aquarius. Oh 525,600 men. Oh, my God. Jesus. It's a very progressive play that I'm in. <laughs> Uh, I will be playing a homosexual <laughs> who's struggling. Uh, and I know that there are some people in my cabinet who feel resigning the presidency to play a homosexual. It's a strange left turn for me at this point in my career. But I believe. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, all I'm going to be doing, all I'm going to be doing tonight is just, I'm going to be lying in bed on my, and I, well, this is actually going to be happening. My wife lies is going to be in the bed trying to go to sleep, and I'm always up later. I'm going to be brushing my teeth in the bathroom, and I'm going to spit, and I'm going to start doing this <laughs> into the mirror. Ah, effective noon today. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm and she'll be like, what are you doing? Because she hears me doing bits into the mirror, and she'll be like, what, what are you doing? And she's had other people say, What's going on in there? Like, you know, not that we have other people joining us in the bedroom, huh. but like she'll hear, oh, well, you know, if other people are around the house or guests or something, so sometimes here people will be like, is he talking to someone? And she's like, oh, it's a whole party in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she just rolls her eyes. It's a whole party in there with that oh, guy. Oh, Liza's a saint. No, he's, yeah, she is a saint. I do love my wife. I'll say that. I might be a bully. And I may be resigning the presidency oh my God. at noon today. You even have your hair slicked back like Nixon right now. <laughs> well, I took a shower. You know, my hair, because of uh, 
COVID and everything. I just haven't been cutting it. And it's so long now that I keep wetting it and slicking it back to, to just keep it out of my face. Yeah. Cause I look like, uh, I look like Sean Cassidy. I know I, mine too. I feel like, look at this mop. Oh my goodness. Oh, look at you. Yeah. My God. I feel like, like a poor man's Hitler or something. Like. <laughs> A poor man's Hitler. That's sad. You're not even. What? What is there a good Hitler? <laughs> good point. Yeah, I'm a poor man's Hitler. Not up to the old Hitler standards oh, of sanity. Oh, my best day. I'm just a Mussolini. Yeah, my best day. Yeah, never get up quite up there. Oh, boy. Uh, all right. Well, listen. I hope that you've enjoyed this. Special edition of what is it called? Summer S'mores with Conan, with Conan and, and the, the Chilchums. All right, we'll see you next time. Effective noon today. I can't. I can't stop. I got to stop. Conan O'Brien needs a friend with Sonam Obsession and Conan O'Brien as himself. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco and Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. The show is engineered by Will Beckton. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. <laughs>